Welcome to the Strong Rwandan Women podcast, a series of heroic inspiration stories of Rwandan women. Join me, your host Sandra, on the journey of shining a light on the tales of the legendary women that left a mark on the pages of history. Today's story is about Rosalie Gichanda, the last queen of Rwanda. 29 years ago, Queen Dowager Rosalie Gichanda was killed during the genocide against the Tutsi in 1994. The queen who lived in the city of Butare was the wife of King Mutara III Rudahigwa, who was killed in Bujumbura, Burundi in 1959. Born in 1928 in Buganza, now known as Gwamagana District, in the eastern part of Rwanda, Yichanda is said to have been the firstborn of the five siblings. Her parents, Martega Tinzi and Madam Kwindijiri, later relocated to the area of Mutara, still in eastern province. By the time she met and married the king, Jichanda is said to have been 14 years old only. At the time, the king had divorced his first wife, Princess Nyinamakomari. As queen, those who were lucky enough to experience her presence say Jichanda was a welcoming and generous person who always heartily welcomed people to her home. The queen is said to have been the modest, generous person and loving mother to those around her, including those who served the king and those who lived in the palace's neighborhood. In 1953, the American writer John Gunther visited Rwanda in preparation of his book, Inside Africa. After interviewing her husband, Mutara III, Gunther met socially with Queen Rosalie Gichanda. He described her as shy in manner, speaking French well but not having traveled widely. It was not unusual to find people looking for her at the palace. She had a spot for everyone, including the young and old at all times. She was willing to share her life with others, welcoming everyone to the palace, regardless of status. It didn't matter if you were poor or rich, man or woman, everybody was welcome. Her life unfortunately drastically shifted after her husband, King Rudahigwa, passed away. This was in 1959, shortly before the monarchy was abolished. When the king died, his brother King Kigeri V Ndahindurgwa succeeded him, but only for a little while. The king's passing must have put the kingdom in a state of disorder because, a few years later, mayhem ensued between the Hutu, Tutsi and the Belgium administration. The country had to seek independence from Belgium and that is when the monarchy was completely abolished. For years, Gichanda stayed at the palace, but at some point she had to relocate and leave the palace to live in Butari town where she lived with her then ailing mother. But even after her life at the palace, the queen remained a darling for people as they visited her seeking her warm company. Much to her character, just like she was when she was queen, Yitanda maintained a humble life even out of the palace. Tragically, the queen's life was among those that we lost during the gory 1994 genocide against the Tutsi. 20th April 1994 is when the queen breathed her last. When the killers encroached on Butare, she was among the first Tutsis to be murdered. A group of soldiers commanded by Lietona Pierre Wismana under the orders of Captain Iri de Fonsenizimana, 
the head of intelligence and military operations at an elite military training school, Ecole d'Esperier de Sous-Officier, captured Juchanda along with others. She was taken behind the National Museum, where she was shot. On April 19, 1994, Theodore Sindikub who was the president of the government that carried out the genocide, arrived in the city of Butare, where he consulted the people and encouraged the Hutus to kill the Tutsis. Queen Gichanda was killed on the following day, April 20th, 1994. The killing of the queen and her family was the beginning of the most visible and serious killings in the city of Butari, because the day after she was killed, on the 21st of April, 1994, that's when many people started to be killed. Along with the Queen, they found in the house other victims, including Jean de Paris, Marie Gassivilege, and others, including Uzamukunda Grace. Apparently, Uzamukunda was shot but did not die. She survived the genocide and died years later a natural death. She was the daughter of Jean de Paris, and she was the one who gave the factual information about how the Queen Rosalie Chanda and those who were with her were killed. The queen was taken together with those who were with her in the house. They were taken to the forest near Randa Heritage Museum in Huye, and they shot them all. Her death left many in shock and marked the beginning of the mass killing in the Butari area. Two days later, the queen's mother was also murdered. It was all gloomy, yet the killings were just only beginning. Butari is one of those places that experienced some of the worst atrocities committed during the 1994 genocide against the Tutsi. News of the Queen's death spread like wildfire and left the Tutsis in Wutari terrified. Her youngest brother, Ruan Bramanzi, who had fled the country years before, says he learned of the death through a friend two days later after she was murdered. I was shocked. Only God will reward her for what she did for the people of Rwanda. She taught me to always be humble Love everyone without any distinction or discrimination. Respect everyone and fight injustice, Luan Bramanzi said. In 2012, the International Tribunal for Rwanda handed Nizeimana a sentence. It was a life sentence after finding him guilty of genocide crimes against humanity and war crimes that were all committed in the former Watari prefecture. He was principally found guilty of ordering the killings of thousands, including Queen Jichanda. Queen Jichanda's remains were buried in the backyard of her house. Later, they were moved to Mima Hill in Nyanza, her final resting place, next to the tomb of her husband. Her life is remembered and celebrated every year on the April 20th, where relatives, friends and family gathered at her tomb to pay respects. With modesty and grace, Queen Rosadigi Chanda lived an endearing life. Her tragic ending erased the profound memories of the late Queen's life. Thank you for being a part of this wonderful journey. The stories we've uncovered are a wellspring of inspiration. As we wrap up, we celebrate the resilience, courage and commitment of these random women in building a great future. Stay tuned for more captivating tales. This is Sandra, until next time.